This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. Uh, Matt, it's a uh, dingy, dingy, uh, yeah, just a dreary. dreary day here in Pittsburgh. Steelers losing 26-15 on Sunday night in Buffalo. Uh, that drops them to 11-2 and out of the uh, first, uh, the top spot in the AFC playoff race. Uh, just one game ahead now of the Buffalo Bills, uh, who yeah. improved to 10-3. and uh, We'll find out what happens with the, uh, the AFC North tonight uh, of course Cleveland hosting Baltimore if Cleveland wins that game they're 10 and three and then just a game behind uh, the Steelers in the AFC North playoff race Steelers have clinched a playoff spot yeah that's that coming, good news that coming with <laughs> yeah, the, the loss earlier in the day by uh, Miami on Sunday but um, yeah not uh, you know it was a strange game in that Neither team did a whole lot in the first half of that game. No, not at all. Um, but the Steelers' defense set them up for an easy score. They and, and you know they were leading uh, seven to three uh, right before the half, and then Roethlisberger throws the intercept, the pick six, mm-hmm. and just completely changed the complexion of the game. It did, and frankly, I mean, I, I thought the Steelers' defense deserved an awful lot of credit in the first half too, and. I'm not even saying the Steelers' offense played that poorly, but I really thought it was a tale of two halves. And I just had this conversation with Mark Madden, too. I've had it with several people. And I keep hearing, and I'm not getting on your case, trust me, that that pick six changed the game. And, of course, it changed the game. But that's an excuse, to my opinion. They got killed in the second half. You know, like, well, I just thought it gave the, the Bills a spark. Without question. That they didn't have. And there was no spark, period, in yeah. the game before that. They were struggling to hold on to the football, quite mm-hmm. frankly, in they the were. first half. Uh, and then all of a sudden, they get the pick six, and it was just like they were just you know, invigorated. Mm-hmm. Um, Going into the half. Yeah. I mean, it was a good time for it, too. And to get the ball back. The and they got the ball half. to start right, right. the you know start the second half. I, I thought that was huge, just momentum swing, because to that point, um, Josh Allen had thrown an interception. Mm-hmm. He wasn't close on many of his throws. His receivers weren't helping him the either. Rece- yeah, the was, receivers right. weren't helping him. Stephon Diggs hadn't emerged yet. Yeah, he had three catches for 38 yards in the first half. He really, mm-hmm. you know, on six targets. It wasn't like they ignored him. Right. Um, he just wasn't – they weren't connecting. Uh, you know, Allen fumbled a, a, one ball, uh, probably fumbled another one that, that – uh, That was close. It was pretty I close. I mean, so, like I mean, they were – I they wouldn't were, have challenged it, but that's yeah, – uh, Yeah, they were yeah. getting pressure on him. He oh, was yeah. He was feeling flustered. Sure. Uh, and and, hits. and yeah. then they got the pick six, and all of a sudden they're up nine, seven and a half in which they were outplayed, and they're like, okay, well, we're, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're feeling pretty good. If the Steelers go down – they were at the 45-yard line. They're on 45 when that happened with 52 seconds left. Right. Or a little over. They were going to probably get into field goal range here. It probably was it, a 10-point yeah. swing. It, yeah. yeah. It was it a 10-point swing in a, in a game that was, you know, ended up being an 11-point game. I 100% agree. And I'm probably dismissing the emotional human factor of it and the spark, like you said, and then you get the ball and all that stuff. My point was just... 
the second half wasn't very competitive, and that's a second week in a row. And I keep just going back to fatigue. Oh, there's no doubt that they look like a team in the second half of that right. game. Two weeks in a row that now. was playing on their Few. third game in 12 days, and the defense showed as, as good as it played in the first half with all the the, the moving parts out there yeah. and, and, and new guys in. At halftime, Buffalo made the adjustments it needed. That okay, now we're they they came out they they were throwing on on first downs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, trying to get five yards. And if oh, they got yeah. five yards, then they were in good shape. They didn't get behind the chains like they did in the first half. Very true. And, and it, it, it changed just, just changed the way they played. And, and one of the things that they did, it was always on first down, was to line the tight end back, line the tight end up in the backfield Yeah, on what right, side. Right. Okay, yeah. yeah, they gave Watt a lot of attention. Yeah, yeah, and they would chip him, and then and then the the tight end would would slip out into the into the flat, and nobody got there. Like they hit that twice and for two yeah. big plays in the second half, and it was they like were cheapies. Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot of green, green grass around them. Obviously, I thought the most telling. Obviously, the pick six was huge. I'm not dismissing that, but I thought the most telling number or uh, uh, that spelled out the game perfectly to me was. When they went into half, the time of possession was basically equal. Yeah, and they lost time of possession by over ten minutes. Yeah, they held it's the ball for. The Steelers had the ball for eight minutes in the second half. They ran, I right. believe, sixteen plays or nineteen. I think it was nineteen. Nineteen plays, mm-hmm. and, and most of them were on the one drive. The, all the other drives were three and outs. Yeah, and they were turning hand the ball right over. I don't care what defense you are, even if this team had. Bud and Bush and was totally loaded, no injuries whatsoever. It's going to give up water yeah. late. I mean, you're just out there too much, and that's just how this league is. Let alone when you're in the situation you are. I don't put much fault at the defense's feet for this. I mean, no, I don't either. Although they, you know, they they had some bad plays. They could have gotten some yeah. stops. They, they sure. allowing allowing Buffalo to come out in the second half and get two quick touchdowns. Because you're not fatigued at that point. Was killer. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's different when it's late in the fourth quarter. And it was guys falling down, you know, blowing aside, you know, just... They, they hit... Yeah. I mean, some some tackles where they just throw a shoulder into somebody and a couple of those type of things. that, And and the other thing, too, I know Allen was flustered and whatnot early and not playing great. And the elements probably had something to do with the passing game totally. But, I mean, you were there. I wasn't. But it seemed like that influence drops and whatnot, but didn't seem super windy. But I thought Allen really played well in the second half, too. I mean, it wasn't like the Steelers stopped pressuring him. You know, yeah. they, they still brought a lot of heat. He stood in there, dr- delivered the football, kind of knew what was coming at that point, and showed a lot of mental toughness. Yeah, he did, and, and, the, and the Bills did overall to, to you know withstand that early. I mean, again, your, your quarterback throws an interception, you lose a fumble mm-hmm. that I think – I don't know what their explanation was for that on on TV, but I know their the stat guys for the Bills were like, "Oh, that's going to get changed to an interception." Yeah, people were worried about. They weren't sure, and I'm not sure what the because the ball never hit the ground. Well, never hit the ground. It was. I, I think they just said he possessed it long enough. You know, like it was like a strip. Yeah, I, think I, how they ruled I, I don't it. know that, this, that when they look at that on tape, it's you know with, with the stats ink and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that, that won't be turned. To an interception. Because it kind of bounced around. I mean, that's it, never hit the ground. It ne- yeah, never hit the ground. But no. anyways, they turned yeah. the ball over like that twice. Again, Allen fumbles. Um, probably could have had another fumble there on the mm-hmm. on the, on the the corner blitz. Um, very fortunate to come out of that first half with a, with a lead. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, if the Steelers' offense is doing what it should be doing, 
you know, that's a 17-3 game, something like that. At the half. Yeah. Yeah. Is what, which is what, you know, really it should have been given everything that happened. The level of play yeah. that we saw. Yeah, you're, you're right about that. But the pick six did happen, and it was a bad throw by Ben. And defenses are squatting on that stuff now, though. I, they I are. mean, that, that's what it comes down to. It's not like this isn't an isolated incident. I mean, that's what everyone's going to do going forward, right. and we're seeing it more and more and more when they don't trust you, when they don't fear your running game and they want you to run the ball, and you don't anyway. And the only long balls you do are go routes down the sidelines. I mean, there's a large portion of the football field where they never attack. Yeah. You know, it's the, the exact – I mean, it's almost the same situation as what they had last year at times. Only In they a way, had, right. Yeah, they were playing Devlin Hodges. I, I don't know that – you know, I, I think what Roethlisberger is seeing and why they're not running the ball more or more effectively, I mean, I'm watching this and I'm seeing – 10 guys in the box mm-hmm. all the time all the time a lot of man coverage because they're up and they're they're up there to stop the pass the passing game <laughs> right. but it's but it's bogging down the run game yeah i mean it, it it's football 101 i got an extra guy in the box i'm going to throw i have a lesser guy in the box i'm going to run and you always have some kind of numeric advantage you know i mean you can always do that so but there's always a lot of people in the box yeah but it's because they don't fear the deep ball, though. They can't, yeah, <laughs> you know he's mean? just they're not hitting the, any of the deep balls, and so that I mean, and or shaking free that one tackler and taking it to the house, right? Or, you know what I mean, like. And until they do, I mean, you got to prove me otherwise before I stop playing that way. Right? You got to. They get a hurt. These are creamed up. They got to. You know, even if it's it's just you got to hit one of those early in the game, mm-hmm. and that frees every that that backs them off a little bit. Now right. all of a sudden the safeties aren't going okay. I can just I'm just going to crash the line of scrimmage here, yep. or I'm going to jump this uh, this quick slant or or whatever it may be this crossing route. They don't worry about that right now. No, and the drops are unexcusable over the last couple of weeks. Although it was really just one guy yesterday. I mean, it was Deontay. I mean, it, I don't think that's going to be a consistent thing. But the batted passes, the drops, those are because there's so many people around too. Yeah. And I'm sure there's something in Deontay's head. He has the yips or whatever. But you're going. Those are some of the. When you play one way, there's side effects. Yeah. You know, like this is the the it's, disease. It's, it's but all also yeah. Side effects. I mean, we too. we see why that you know everybody. Well, the offensive line can't block, and okay, yeah, they haven't. They're not doing great, right? But there were holes there early in that in that first half. I thought that there were holes mm-hmm. there. The problem was the backs either didn't hit them and yeah. and, and and make the correct cut. Or the holes got filled quickly. I mean, you'd open up a hole at the line of scrimmage, and huh, you're running right into a linebacker because a guy from two gaps over gets yeah. there. And right, right. Um, and, and I do think the running backs are partially to blame too. Yeah. I mean, it's a group problem. No, there's no doubt. It's not just the offensive line. No. It's not. Ju- you know, it, it, it's a it's a variety of things. And that's what Mike Tomlin was talking about last week. They can't. Again, you can't run into a ten man box. <clears throat> no. You just no. can't. No. And you're seeing a lot of people by the line of scrimmage. And again, it's not there to stop the run. It's not like they're playing against. It's different than Derek Henry. They're not all just crashing the line of scrimmage, right, but right. they're right there. But they are very close, yeah. and you don't have enough blockers to deal with it. And your backs aren't going to make two guys miss, let alone one at times. You know, so you kind of have to throw your way out of the the running problems. And I'm not sure it's ever going to be a great running team, but. Short passing isn't going to do it. You right. Know? Yeah, so it's a dilemma. I mean, this isn't a new problem, though, too. I mean, I'm not saying Ben's to this point as a passer at his career, but he's an old guy, and we always talk about the marathon of the season, 
that's what always worried me with Brady and Breeze. They look great, but this time of year, their bodies are they're old. You yeah. know, I mean, and, and Breeze has played this way for three years. Brady's played this way for two years. They're not hitting deep comebacks twenty yards down the field in the between the numbers like they used to. And it's a tough way to play. Yeah. That said, I you know. I, I was asked today on my on my uh, live questions. Um, you know, does Roethlisberger still have the arm strength to make those throws? Arm strength, I don't think, is the problem. I think what's missing right now is the the touch that he yeah, once had on those well things. Said. You know, I mean, he used to be able to throw the ball, you know, in through a small window, mm-hmm. a very tight window down the you know twenty five yards down the field. And I don't know that he trusts himself to do that right now. I think that's a good point. Arm strength and arm talent are two different things. Right. And he's always been great with arm strength, but I thought he was rare with arm talent in, in his be, on his, his best days. You know, like being able to take a little something off you know, or put a little extra arm. And we still or, see that at times. You do. But, but it's not just as not as consistently as it used to be. No. And frankly, it hasn't been there all year like it used to. Yeah. You know, especially the touch on the deep ball and dropping it in. But the throw that he made to, to James Washington for the first touchdown – Oh yeah, or he looks off the sa- he looks off the safety to the left, and then immediately comes back and fires a. It, it was it, high it, level. It was a 19 yard yeah. touchdown pass, I believe, but it was you know 30 yards in the air mm-hmm. to a spot on a on a dime. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, not a not with, a big window with a lot of zip. With a lot of zip, <laughs> and if he doesn't, it easily could have been. I mean, it's a risky throw. Like yeah. those are the throws they have to make to. Or at least tempt to, to try to get people. He had to another one. I was on a a, a a crosser where he he put the ball over top of the linebacker, uh, and I think it was the Juju uh, in the first half. And when he threw it, I said, "Oh, that's going to get you know that's not a good ball." And all of a sudden, here comes Juju running underneath him. Like, oh, he he saw that coming. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, he can still see the field and he can still make those kind of throws. Mm-hmm. But what we're not seeing a lot of are the you know we don't see the 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 fifteen yard deep outs no a lot or, or as much as much none for, without question and those are there and I don't know if it's him if it's a scheme and if is is it everyone likes to blame the the coordinator but if if the if the quarterback is not comfortable you don't have them do things yeah. you know those, those those answers we'll never know I mean quarterbacks often talk about controlling the football you know. And I don't think he's controlling the football particularly well. Well, we heard, you know, Mike Tomlin, and we kind of laughed it off early in training camp when when, uh, Tomlin was asked a couple of times, different times uh, in the first couple weeks of camp, how does Roethlisberger look? You know, how do, you know, and he said, I've seen him throw tighter spirals. A couple of times he said that. Right. And And we were all just happy he was back on the field. You see that, but but if you're not throwing a real tight spiral, if you're not driving the football... It matters. Those balls get intercepted the farther you get down the field. That's a good point. It's funny you brought that up, yeah, because... We'd all kind of laugh it off. We're like, ah, but Ben's back. We're great. Who I mean, cares? watch you know? that interception, uh, the, the the pick six yesterday. The ball. Uh, now I, I realize he's throwing that ball quickly, so maybe he didn't have the laces on it. Still, but it was fluttering coming out of his. I mean, it mm-hmm. was not a sharp throw. It doesn't get there with the same pinpoint you yeah. know, precision, cutting the wind and everything like it should. And you you, you sometimes forget like. Tomlin knows so much more than all of us. You know, like a little thing like that, he's sitting there going as a defensive back coach, I'll play against yeah, yeah. I'll hit that, and you know, right. that's going to cost you at some point. I mean, I know the athletes I'm coaching on defense and how they break on footballs and, you know, the small details of the game. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if there are answers at this point. I mean, I pe- you know, people were like, well, what can they do? 
you you, you got to dance with the guys who got you. You're in week 14. Mm-hmm. And you've only lost two games. And I you've mean, only lost two games. Right. It's, it's, yes, it's the last two games, mm-hmm. but... You know, if we're sitting here, uh, you know, next Tuesday, we're talking about the game against the Bengals, and you know, they've they've gone out and smoked the Bengals. What did they win the last game? Thirty-eight to seven, or yeah, whatever it was. That's right. Something like that can get you right back on track. Sure, and I also think an extra day of rest and a full week. Oh, there's no doubt about that. The yeah. most important thing this yeah. week is put your feet up to some degree, and you know, just um, chill out a little bit. Um, what else was I going to say about that? I do think. Because it's funny, I was just on with Mark Madden, and he said, so what What would you do different? And I said, well, I don't, I'm not there with Ben every day, but I'm sure he could take, dial up some shots to the intermediate and deep middle. You yeah. know, I think you have to attack those because the defenses are allowing it. They're right going to give now. it to you. They're yeah. giving it. I mean, and he's, a, I mean, he can look off a of safety if they're, you know, they got sure. a single high. He can I'm not saying throw into double coverage. Right. I mean, he's, he throws the ball better than some quarterbacks out there, and it's not like he can't attack the middle of the field. I mean, so I would make that more of a priority because you're right. I mean, well, they got to run the ball. Not with nine, ten guys in the box, you know. I mean, they don't have Barry Sanders. You might as well bang your head against the wall. Yeah, right, you right. don't You don't have a back capable of, of beating that. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to make two guys miss and then take it to the house, you know. I mean, so – I think you have to throw them, which seems counterintuitive. You got to throw them out of. It seems like a basketball term, don't you? Like shoot people out of zones yeah, you or whatever. Sh- well, you right? shoot yeah, yeah. you shoot out of your slump too. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're shoot or shoot, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And so if you if you miss if you're you know if you you have that mentality, you miss your first seven three pointers. Well, I'm making the eighth one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you got to keep shooting it because he's always you know Josh Allen's a streaky quarterback. Ben Roethlisberger, they're like the same guy. Oh yeah, they're both right, right, streaky right. quarterbacks, and when they're Not on a heater, question. look out. Yeah, they're on a heater, right? Right. And, and watching Allen, it, it was a stark contrast because they're so similar. You know that. Ben's not going to make the second reaction th- plays like Allen is five seconds into the play and things yeah. like that anymore and probably shouldn't be sitting there with four guys bearing down, hitting him in the chin to deliver the football anymore like he used to. But you do see him move that safety like you saw. I mean, just small, intricate things that are details that he's still so good at. And yeah. you can't tell me he can't throw the ball I don't care how much his arms bother him. He, I, you see him throw the ball. He can throw the ball. I mean, may, maybe he can't do it like he used to. He obviously can't. I mean, but that's not enough for me to say, well, the offensive shot, they can only do this. And I also don't want to see – the answer to me is not put Hawkins and Watt on the field and – No. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. No, that, that, that doesn't get it done. No. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue talking about uh, this game and uh, that one that's going to take place up in Cleveland tonight right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson, and uh, we were just talking here um, about the contrast here uh, of that game. And I, I did a little uh, a little thing last night where I, when I was writing my uh, ten thoughts from the game, 
I said, I wonder what happens if I if I take Stefan Diggs' numbers out of what Buffalo did mm-hmm. in the passing game because Allen only Allen had like 238 passing yards in the game. I, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, we were just saying off the air, they averaged 3.5 yards per play on, on the first half. In the first half, yeah. And so Allen finished with uh, uh, 200. He was 24 or 43 for 238 yards. That's not. That's not earth shattering. No, that's not. You know, it's not like you threw for 350 yards in this game. No. If you took Diggs out of the equation, his other receivers averaged 7.7 yards a catch. Which is very low. Very low. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Steelers in the game averaged, I think, uh, Buffalo as a whole averaged 9.9 yards a catch in the game. Okay. Which um, isn't crazy. No. That, that's uh, actually above. It's a pretty good number. That's yeah. a good number. That, you know, if you hold a team to that number, you're, you know. You're especially, right, I yeah. mean, again, it was 24 or 43. It's mm-hmm. not like he was 24 of 25. <laughs> no, right, 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 right. <laughs> um, you know, the, uh, but the Steelers receivers were, you know, they, Diggs was the, a big factor in that game. Oh, huge. Can you argue he was the best player on the field? You, you could make that yeah, argument. And, not given that. and to me, it was as. He's the most catches in the league, by the way. Right. He uh, yeah, he, he came week. into that game with 90 catches, which yeah. was led the league, <laughs> yeah, and now is 100. He's number one. Um, but you see that, you know, you saw him break some tackles and, and, and get some run after the catch. The Steelers had none of that yesterday. No, they There's no run that. after the catch right now. Right. And one of them was just, frankly, the Steelers pinballing him in the air and not wrapping him up. Yeah. It, it wasn't a great play by him. He got a little lucky. I mean, the Steelers screwed that up. But anyway. But your your guy who's the best at doing that is Deontay Johnson. And he's on the bench. And he was on the bench most of the first half because he dropped the, two of the first three passes that you threw to him. Yep, yep. They had three drops in the game. The Steelers or Bills? The, th- the Steelers. Oh, okay. Two by Johnson. One was questionable by Ebron. Yeah. But I gave him a drop on it because it was a third down play. All three of the drops came on third downs. Yeah. That, that, was that again, changes the complexion of the game. Yeah. Not only they – something that – because you're playing the way of offense you are, there's such a fine line. There's such a – no room for error. But if you're going to drop – if it's on first down, okay, it's second and You 10. live to you play live again. again, yeah. Right. But it's on third down, they're drive killers – and I, I don't know the numbers in front of me, but it sure seemed like that happened a lot against Washington as well. And the Ravens were some, unco- were some costly things the last couple of weeks. To me, that stuff's fluky. Yeah. You know, like, Ebron's it's, never going to At catch least everything. it's trending. Like, they, they had, uh, I think, nine or ten drops against, I think it was nine, against against Baltimore. When they cut it back to six, I think, five or six against Washington, this week it was three. Right. It's one guy It's right trending. Now. Yeah. It, it, it's one guy. And it's in his head. And it's in his head. But he's always the one. You know, this is kind of fantasy related. Which dealer receiver should I start? Well, you can always start Deontay because yeah. he's always going to get his targets. The other ones are all situational. Because so, he's the guy that can get open on his he's own. The best guy still. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and when so, you have to, so when you play the entire first half with your best guy sitting on the bench because he can't catch the football, mm-hmm. and I think you had to bench him too. You had there was no you had no. There was no reaper, you know. Mm-hmm. You, you, bad drops you threatened too. it. Yeah, right, right. Once right. you threaten that, once you open that can of worms, you're hoping if, you don't have to send your if kid you to the room. If you don't bench right. him, what's that? What message does that say to ever, send everybody else? Right, and it's not like you're putting Ray Ray McLeod in his place yeah. too. You got good dudes. And oh, by him. the way, they—I right. mean, Ebron sat most of that first half too. Mm-hmm. He didn't play very much in no, the first right. half. Um, so you'd already benched you benched Ebron for the most part. Then you benched Deontay. Well, now you've only got so many guys left to go to there. Mm-hmm. You know, so people are wondering, well, why did Jalen Samuels play so much? Well, somebody has to play. I mean, here's the prediction. I bet Deontay gets 12 to 15 targets on Monday. 
Yeah. You know, like because Ben Ben has no problem going his way. He feeds him targets time and time. He didn't play. He, he barely played. Barely played. He played the first two series in the first half and still finished with uh, tied for the team high in targets with seven. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what he is. I yeah. mean, he is going to have. Wes Walker had a lot of drops too, but he had a bazillion targets. Right. You know, and there's something obviously in Deontay's head. I'm not super worried about it, like career wise, or. No. Next year or next week, the Steelers are going to drop tons of balls. It's one guy right now. It was one bad day, or you know, two, I guess two bad day games before this one. If if this game happens in week two, we're not talking about all the drops. You know, it's right. just something that's in our mind, but it's in his mind. It's definitely in his mind, and, and you could see it after he dropped the, the second one, and, and and he went over and just sat on the bench and was just like. Yeah, he was forlorn. Yeah, was, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know that he has an answer for it, you mm-hmm. know. Because so much of what he does is catch the ball and run after the catch. Sure. You know, it, it's almost like the old Seinfeld bit where, you know, you take, you've take you taken the reservation, but you don't <laughs> understand. The, the, <laughs> the keeping right, the reservation. Right. You've, you've, you know, you've gotten the ball in your hands for a second, and you're looking to run with it, but you've got to catch. You've got to complete the catch first. And, and you see it often. I mean, where guys take their hands off. I mean, you're looking – Three moves ahead as yeah. a chess player, as opposed to doing the thing you have to do to get to the the chessboard. And I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure he has drops over his career, and I'd go back and watch his college. It was he, uh, that was something when he was coming out of Toledo. Well, mm-hmm. he he'll drop some easy ones. Yeah, and that's the thing. <laughs> you see him make just ridiculous catches. Right, he does. <laughs> and, and this is something I've really noticed. Through the duration that I've been doing this before, uh, is for a living, is when I came into learning about receivers and how to scout them and things like that, drops were, oh, he dro- he has drops. People don't care as much anymore because they throw so much. Drops are part of yeah, it. Yeah, if you're, you know, if you're like, throwing the ball 25 times a game and you have three drops. Yeah, we'll get it back next play. If you can make a big play if, for if me. If you're throwing it 50 times a game and you have three drops, it's a much different thing. Mm-hmm. But it's a very obvious thing for every fan to see, oh, how could he drop that? You know, drops to me, if you're going to have a negative as a receiver, this sounds counter- counterintuitive because obviously you have to catch the football. But if you're a little bit high on the drop scale, take it. You know, Mike yeah. Evans has a lot of drops. I'll take his career. Yeah. Des Bryant <laughs> dropped the ball like crazy. Yeah, you know? yeah. um, it's almost like a, a shortstop. I, I, I like him to a shortstop who who will miss some ground balls. Might boot one here and there, or, but he also hits twenty five home runs. You're gonna you're gonna play that guy. You'll play that guy, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he brings traits to the table that most don't have. Okay, I mean, I yeah. can put that two hundred hitting shortstop in. He'll there catch everything, but we won't get anything out of him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. I mean, big deal. That does how many runs does he save as opposed to what he produces? Yeah. Not enough. Yeah, so I, I think, you know, they need to get Deontay. I think if you get Johnson's con- confidence back, and that's mm-hmm. what it is right now. It's a, it's a confidence slash. It, once that gets in your head, now you, now it's, you know, it's, it's like telling somebody, hey, don't think about pink elephants. <laughs> well, now you're thinking about a pink elephant, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So it doesn't, you know, you, you can't do that. He's got to get his confidence back. Yeah, you got to get that out of your head and move on from it. Which I expect it to happen. Like, yeah. I don't think he's Steve Blass all of a sudden and never going to his career shot. No, right. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to find the plate again. He might be the best offensive player. You could make the the argument. Yeah, yeah he's the— Or right now they're most important, not named Ben. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they need to get him back uh, doing, you know, playing the way that he's capable of playing. Um, Along those lines, just a quick question for you. Do you have any theories on Claypool's— Snap counts going to dwindling a little bit. 
or usage? I, I think some of it is because he and James Washington do the same things. Exactly, yeah. Um, and James it, has earned it. Yeah, right. He's he's you know, the one making plays. He's making plays, but you know, to take him, if you're taking Deontay Johnson off the field, um, and you're inserting James Washington, you know, again, you're only having so many guys run run deep patterns. Mm-hmm. That kind of. So mm-hmm. I think it's I think that's affecting Claypool's. Not all receivers run line in all the same positions and are all interchangeable. As much as they say, hey, we're going to do, you know, we're going to, you know, they, sure. they, they can well, they can play all the positions. Yeah. Right. It doesn't mean that operation. they all, just because he's playing that position doesn't mean, well, you, you know, you're gonna, we're going to throw screens to James Washington. They don't do that. No, right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, they point. haven't done that with him. I also have a, I don't say a theory, but I'm really starting to listen, because I believe the rookie walls are a real thing. I do too. I, I mean, I, we could go on. A, I've, I, I, it takes me ten minutes to describe it, but just think about the second a football player reports for their last camp of college training camp. From that point until their last minute, really, of their rookie year, there's no break. You know, like, it's, it's, it's 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 a, a full grind, year, yeah. And that's something they've never done before. All the combine training, all that kind of stuff. So, and this year, I'm wondering, is it going to be even worse? Because you didn't acclimate with your team like most seasons. So I'm just kind of have my ears open around the league. Is the rookie wall hitting more this year than ever? Because it hits every year, by the way. <laughs> I mean, it, it's real. Yeah. Um, if we're looking for uh, uh, some silver linings from this game, uh, I, I look at what the Steelers did defensively against uh, a really good, good Buffalo offense. offense. Yeah, it really is. Uh, if you if you take Allen, they they had uh, Allen had six carries and Diggs had one on a on a little end around thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, those guys had seven carries for twenty nine yards. Um, this, the Buffalo running backs Moss and Singletary twenty carries for seventy five yards. Yeah, very little. I mean, uh, a lot of that was late in the game. I think. Yeah, too, you know. I mean, you'll take that. They the Steelers did a nice job against the run in that they game did. until that last possession when they were you mm-hmm. know just completely gassed. And they were really on the field way too long. Right? Uh, you know, and, and again, I you know, Allen th- threw forty three passes for, for two hundred thirty eight yards. Steel run defense doesn't worry me at all. No, I, I think at that's all. you know, and you're doing it with Marcus Allen out there. You're doing mm-hmm. it with Ulysses Gilbert out there, and, and some other guys. That, hey, you missed your top three linebackers. Yeah, I, I mean, so up, you know, you're, you're looking at the, the the final three games. Cincinnati this week. It's almost like a. I don't want to call this a buy because they got to play a game. They're the worst team in the league. But you get a chance to work on some stuff this week. Yes. And, and kind of figure this out before you play Indianapolis and Cleveland to finish off the season. You can put something different on tape that somebody else has to repair. You know, you can become less predictable. Yeah. You know, and become a little harder to prepare. Because you're gonna hopefully. you're gonna win. Like I, I don't know how Cincinnati scores more than ten points in this game. I don't either. You know, like when I previewed Dallas Cincy, I, I said I don't know how Cincy can get double digits, and Dallas is the worst defense in the league. Yeah, I ended up making that bad I ended up making Dallas my DFS right and DFS defense. And they're they're awful. And it's they're the worst. Awful, de- right? Might be the worst defense in the league, and they scored twenty points. And Allen got hurt this week. Like yeah. we can get Finley. I mean, that's even worse. Yeah. So, so this is a week where you can unless they experiment score on special a teams bit. or yeah. something crazy like that. I mean, Cincy's not going to put points up. Yeah. So it, I mean. A bye week would be better, but this is as good as you could ask for. A long week to rest your bones and play a very, very bad team that you know extremely well. It's funny, I mentioned that call I did with Madden on the way here, and I said, Mark, you and I talk every Monday. My hunch is if we went back and reviewed every Monday call, 
the one we do today will be the most negative. Like, I think this is the low point in the season, public perception-wise. Like, I think things get better from here. And I'm not just trying to be a, you know, Steeler homer optimist, you know. I just think that this team figures things out and really were beat up after three games in a very, very short amount of time. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I think they beat Cincinnati. I think they beat Indianapolis at home. We'll see about Cleveland. Yeah. In, in I'm interested to watch Cleveland tonight. Yeah, but I, I think they win these next two. I don't think if they they have to play better than they, they'll beat Cincinnati. You know how it, yeah. like it's that's like playing Baltimore a couple weeks ago. Um, if they play like they have the last two weeks, I don't think they'll beat the Colts. I expect them to play better than that, though, in terms of offensively. I think if they if they play right. defensively the way they did against Allen. Mm-hmm. They'll have four or five sacks on Philip Rivers because he's not going to escape. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so, but I mean, a big stat to me with the defense, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it's these last two weeks against real teams. I mean, that Ravens team was hard to really get a judgment for. The points allowed in the first half versus second half is night and day. So, to me, that's complimentary football. Your offense needs to help you. You can't be out there that long. You know, and obviously the the depth issues on defense are problematic right now too. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, again, you can't get out game. I mean, as bad as that was, and we're we're talking about this like the the defense got sliced up. I know right, three right. three hundred thirty four yards they gave up to a, a really good offense. One of the top they, five offense. They held Buff- they held Buffalo under their. I mean, they gave up twenty points mm-hmm. defensively. Right, right. We would take everyone would take it on Friday. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. So and the rushing yards and the, the yards given up, you would take all those numbers and you'd say, and frankly, if you told me those things on Friday, this is what the Steelers would give up defensively. I'm like, oh, they'll win nine out of ten of those. Yeah, no, I agree. So, but the offense has to, to do mm-hmm. its its share. It does. It does. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. Uh, we're going to get to that that Cleveland Baltimore game right after this. It's a fascinating game. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. So, Monday Night Football. Yeah, big one. Big one. Baltimore at Cleveland. The Browns against the Browns. Uh, <laughs> exactly. AFC North. AFC North football. Uh, I imagine the ratings for that one would be pretty good in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I would think. Um, this game, when they played, they played in the opener, was not close. Not even a little bit. Not even remotely close. Right. 38-6. Uh, uh, the uh, the Ravens dominated Cleveland. Um since then, Cleveland nine and three, Baltimore seven and five, uh, and, and so you, you look at the, the last uh, the last five games here. Uh, the Colts, uh, the the uh, Ravens beat the Colts, lost to New England, lost to Tennessee, lost to the Steelers, come back and beat Dallas last weekend. Yeah. Um, for the Browns, it's uh, lost to Las Vegas sixteen to six. That doesn't look so good. Mm, right, yeah. Uh, that was in the, one of the rainstorm games. That was one of the rainstorm games. And they beat Houston 10-7. That yeah, doesn't okay. look so also good. Also a rainstorm game. Yeah. 
beat Philadelphia 22-17. Okay. There. Yeah, right. Um, those were all at home, I might add. Uh, then they beat Jacksonville 27-25. Uh, Barely. They kind of almost got out of the skin yeah. of the teeth. Yeah, right. Um, they beat Tennessee la- last week at, in Nashville uh, 41-35, and everybody is like, whoa! Yeah, right, Hey, right. you know, this this Cleveland team, they're for – what about those previous games there if, you, if you've forgotten about? Like, yeah. this is not a good football team. I don't yeah. care what their record is. I mean, yeah, as I say, the, con- the misconception is they have an awesome record. They just blew out the Titans. And those things are true. I mean, they got up on Tennessee heavy. Yeah. And, and I give Stefanski a lot of credit for that game because they're a running team. But they came out throwing. And Baker was hot, and he's either hot or he's not. But that's a perfect matchup for them to do that because Tennessee rushes a passer as poorly as any team in the league, to be very honest with you. And who did Tennessee? The Tennessee just wiped the floor with Jacksonville. Yeah. Jacksonville threw the ball like 56 times yesterday, no sacks by Tennessee against the Jags. You know, so the Titans don't want to see the Browns. Because, well, Mayfield wants to see Tennessee is what I'm saying. Yeah, because he's, there's no pass rush. Pressure, right? Yeah, then they can't stop the run. And then they got up and then they start running on them. Yeah. But another weakness was really exposed to me in that game was I, you could call it garbage time if you want, but Tennessee came back and made that more interesting than they should, and Cleveland's secondary looked horrific. It's awful. Yeah. It looked horrific awful. against a good offense. Yeah. So can Lamar do that? I don't know. But that's, that's just what the Browns are, in my opinion. Um, real quick on week one. Rarely, you know, we predict games every week and whatnot. Rarely am I as confident about a pick versus spread as I was Ravens For that minus one. how yeah. many it was. Could have been 20. It, it could have been 20. <laughs> you, just, you just knew that was coming. And, you know, I watched the Ravens last year and was super impressed. And I thought they'd have a better 2020 than they have. But at that point, the Browns didn't know who they were yet. I mean, no. two new tackles, new head coach. Young new coordinators, yeah, yeah, the whole I mean, thing. So they're better now. I mean, I'll definitely concede that. And I give Stefanski all that credit. I mean, they were – some of these teams like the Giants in them or some of these teams with new coaches in week one, I don't think we realized what a disadvantage they were at. But I have a – you know, let, let's say this is another sloppy football game, mm-hmm. which the weather looks like it could be a factor be, tonight yeah, in yeah. Cleveland. I have much more confidence in Baltimore's defense to shut down the Browns' running game than I do vice versa. Yes, I 100% agree. But the Ravens did not look good in, well, that was really heavy weather, in New New England a couple weeks ago. And Lamar didn't handle it particularly well. So that's my one concern that way. But, yes, I 100% agree. I mean, I probably think the Ravens, the Ravens' defense is a lot better than Cleveland's. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm also you're also consi- you know comparing New England's defense to that of uh, Cleveland, and that's not no New England's defense is not great, but they still know how to scheme things well, up, and he knows how to play in elements. Yeah, and, uh, Belichick's game in element record in elements yeah. is not an accident, and right? He knows. Hey, we play. know they can't do this, so we're mm-hmm. just going to take this away, and they, if they can't do that, and they can't do that, then they can't do anything, right? And I think a lot of people look at tonight's game and just say, "Who runs the ball better or win?" It might be that simple, but. I think the Ravens have or the Browns have more weaknesses running games aside. Yeah. You know. But I do think the Browns have a much better offensive line. Yeah. Well, I agree. And and you know, you know Calais Campbell banged up going into this one. Uh we'll see he you looks know, like a shell of himself. We'll, we'll see if he's able to play. Um you know uh, How does this affect the Steelers though? I mean Steeler fans are rooting for the Ravens, right? 
I mean, just because you could potentially well, here's lose the thing. a division. I, I, I think it makes, I have mixed feelings on this. If Baltimore wins this game, mm-hmm. they're going to make the playoffs. That's what I would say. Be careful what you wish for rooting for the Ravens. Because Baltimore's schedule after this, after Cleveland, it's Jacksonville, New York, since at Cincinnati. Which New York? The Giants. The Giants. I mean, that's at least 2-1. and one. At worst, yeah. At worst. At worst. And they're, and they're favored against the Giants no matter what happens between yeah. now and then. It's, it, it's at home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so do you want the Ravens in the playoffs now? That's what I was going to say. Especially you know, because you're not probably getting the bye now, Pittsburgh. If, so. you, if you look at Cleveland's schedule, Baltimore tonight at New York against the Giants, at mm-hmm. New York against the Jets, mm-hmm. and then the Steelers at home. See, in the perfect – see, I'm not smart enough to figure out how you, to make this happen. But if I'm the Steelers, I want just about any other wild card in the, in the dance besides Baltimore as a potential week one opponent. Just because of familiarity, they're always close games. I would much rather play the Raiders, Dolphins, Colts, any of those teams than Baltimore in week one. Is there a chance you could still lose a division if the Browns – win tonight yeah but you know you'd have to play pretty poorly I don't know what's more important out of all those things or do I want the ability just the way I've watched this team the last three weeks I would love to not care if I have the two three the two seed the three seed or the four seed if I can rest people in week 17 if that Browns game doesn't matter to me I'm I don't care if I'm two, three, or four, if I can rest people in week 17. I just ran a quick playoff simulator. Okay. Based strictly, this is strictly off teams' winning percentages right now. So that would assume that Cleveland wins tonight. Hmm. So if, the, if Cleveland wins tonight and, and everything holds true, the teams, uh, this has uh, Miami getting then the seventh seed at 10 and six. So Miami must have, would then have yeah, the tiebreaker the over Baltimore based probably yeah. on the uh, conference record. And I assume the Raiders are out. The Raiders are out, yeah. Yeah, they're bad right That now. gets the uh, the Steelers as the second seed at 14 and two. Okay. Would play Miami in the first round. Okay. Uh, that would get Buffalo the third seed at 13 and three. They would host Indianapolis. Colts, that makes sense. The fourth seed would be Tennessee. And they get the Brownies. They get the Browns. Is a fifth seed, which is interesting because they just played and we just talked about that game. Yeah. Okay. I mean, again, important things to me from a Steeler perspective are winning the division, being able to sit Week 17, and keeping the birdies out of the playoffs. But the, keeping the birdies out of the playoffs would be third on that list, right? In terms of what's important. But it, being the, the one, being the two seed versus the three seed to me doesn't matter at all because home field doesn't matter anymore. Now, if you give the Ravens the win in that game and then go to, let me get a week 15 here and run this again. All right. And we just go by win percentage again. Um, shoot, that didn't. Didn't work? Didn't work. Okay. I want, Bal- there we go. Baltimore I mean, so I, I, I think everyone's so if, Baltimore, like- if Baltimore, if that happens for Baltimore, what happens then is the Ravens get in as the five seed if they finish yeah, off okay. at 11 and five. That projects then the, the Browns is the sixth seed at eleven and five, 
And the Colts they would win the tiebreaker. The Colts are then the seventh seed at eleven and five. Wow. So the Steelers would host the Colts at eleven and five. See, the, the Browns are going to the playoffs. I think we need to do right. That. That's, that's that's going that. to happen. Right. You're you're nine and three right now. You'd have to completely collapse. And oh, by the way, you got a game against the Jets. You got a game yeah, against yeah, the, the Jets. They're going to the playoffs. Yeah. And they may even get the Steelers on a semi bye. They're probably favored against the Giants. They'll beat the Jets. Yeah. yeah, they're going. So that second scenario, I think the AFC is harder than the first scenario. Right, because then There's better teams, more dangerous teams. Yeah, and you'd be looking at uh, either way. You're probably looking at a Steelers Buffalo rematch if they both in round two. In round two, okay. Uh, whereas it's two versus three. This isn't a bad scenario though, because let's say Baltimore upsets Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Well, now Baltimore's got to go play Kansas City, and you like that? That's not a bad thing. No, that's let not them a bad beat thing. up on them a little bit. No, no, no right. No, I wouldn't mind somebody knocking off Buffalo or Kansas City. You don't want to play both those. Yeah, uh, but I don't. I, I I don't fear the Bills though. I, like after watching mm-hmm. them last night, I'm like, okay, they're a good team, they but are. they're not like world beaters. No, I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. If, yeah, if, I mean, yeah, if right. they came to Pittsburgh in in you know third week of December or uh, January, yeah. I'm like, okay, the Steelers are going to be favored in that game probably. Joe Hayden and Vince Williams. Yeah, and, you know, right. You're back healthy again. Assuming, yeah, assuming you get more. some things figured out. Right. And I, I will say this: Matt Fowler just went on IR. Oh, I didn't hear that. Um, yeah, okay. so uh, he is he's his season probably. Would that include playoffs? Do you think? Well, he's uh, he's on at least three weeks. It's a pectoral injury, so mm-hmm. who knows? But yeah, we'll so get. So, what this. do you think Dotson's story is? Well, they didn't place him on IR, so maybe there's some you hope that he's do. back. Okay. You know, maybe it's a weak thing. You yeah. know, if you sit him this week against Cincinnati, does that kill you? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. But they're thin. Yeah. I mean, they're in, they're, their line's a little frightening right now with those two injuries because it wasn't playing great, and now it's, you know, you don't want Hawkins out there. And those right. Dudes, you know. Yeah. Um, but it, I just keep hearing, rooting for the Ravens tonight. I don't be careful about that. See, that, that scenario, though, doesn't bother me, though, because, mm-hmm. again, if, if, that, if that's going to send – if, if – the fifth, the four-five game is Tennessee and Baltimore. I don't know if I'm Kansas City that I necessarily I'm like chomping at the bit to play either one of those teams. Agreed. Um, and really, back to my point, I don't care if I'm the two or three seed. I'm either playing Buffalo right. There's no, there's no difference. Yeah, it doesn't matter at all. I mean, other than you know having to go on the road. But Likely, you, right? Yeah, I mean, but you just played they have Buffalo. To win to get there, you know. And I know the the score ended up twenty, you know, twenty six fifteen, but. Mm-hmm. But you've seen that show before. Yeah. You know. Mm. Caught me in a little sip of coffee there. Um, what percent chance what would the what the what do the Browns need to win the division? Well, they would need to win out and have the Steelers lose twice. Okay. I mean I'm gonna operate on the assumption that they beat the Bengals. It's Pittsburgh beats the Bengals. Yeah. I, I mean I think they could roll out Rudolph and beat the Bengals. Um so then week seventeen could matter. Could, for yeah. the division title, right. potentially. See, I'm trying to think, what? how can I get the Steelers to rest people in Week 17? Do the, Brown, do the Browns lose tonight? Does that ensure that? Because if they lose tonight, can they not win the division? No, because they could still win out, and the Steelers could... Okay. All right, here, let me think. It would, it. it would hurt, because... I know what, you didn't sleep much they last would, night. They would split... They would have split uh-huh. the two teams, so then it goes to the division record. Right. Steelers have swept Baltimore. Let me throw They're this. Already got, they've already got four division wins. If the Browns lose tonight and go to nine and four, 
and the Steelers beat the Bengals. Then they they, they win the division. Then they then they've clinched. Yeah. See, that's to me what. That's why you root against the Browns tonight. Because, so if I, all I want to do is rest people in Week 17. To me, that's super important. Yeah. For where the and, and maybe the Steelers will look a lot fresher on eight days rest. You know, perhaps. But yeah. I mean, what I've seen on the field lately, I want rest. That's the thing that. Yeah. Most important to me. So the Browns losing tonight gives me the best chance to do that. Is my thought process. Yeah. Again, I I like that four or five game. You know, if, you, if you're going to send one of those two teams, you're going to tell me that uh, either Baltimore or Tennessee is going to go to KC. Uh, yeah, assuming like the Browns don't upset the mm-hmm. you know the Bills or the, the the Colts don't upset the Steelers. If it's and then it doesn't matter to us. But uh. right, right, right. <laughs> and you've got to think too for that to happen, the Ravens would be playing well. They're not going to back into the playoffs, right? Yeah, you know, they're going to beat the Browns. But those are the get Tennessee and Baltimore are the two most physical teams. Yeah, matchup wise. In Even the if you don't beat Kansas City, you beat up on you beat them up yeah, with your run game, and you're gonna you know physical team, well coached. Yeah, you know, right. No, that takes a toll. Yeah, so that makes sense. You know, I was just thinking about that from a Steelers perspective. Um, again, you got to win to get there. No, of course, uh, of course. But you look at your yeah. road. I mean, obviously Kansas City is the scariest, but yeah, to me, the Week 17 buy semi buy would be awesome. And the thing about it is too, if you remember last year, Kansas City coming off that bye week. Did not come out sharp. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. They finished. I mean, I don't know. Part of me thinks Kansas City has allowed a lot of teams to get back into games, and they're not blowing people out. And part of me thinks, boy, they can drop 20 points in two drives and be before, in a well, blink then, of an eye, you know what I mean? Then do it. Yeah. That's that's my argument to that, if, if that's the case. Because that they don't stop games. throwing the football. No. But they're just, you know, they, they were explosive. They go through Miami. some lulls that just. I mean, they lost a turnover battle minus three against Miami. Miami's offense is just not. It's not playoff caliber no. at all. Two actually showed me a little bit there that he was could he's, throw when he needed. He's to, still but, limited though. Oh, he's yeah, yeah. No, very much a work in progress. And they don't have any weapons. I think the there's, yeah, there's, there's nothing there to throw to. No. Yeah, and then no running backs, nothing, nobody to throw to. Like I think we want Miami to get in the dance though. Yeah. I would, I would root if for If they were the seventh seed, the you'd be okay with that. But Oh, for sure. I don't think they're going to, though. But no, I don't think they will either. Let's take a break. Right, he right. is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to the Steelers uh, Nation Radio here. Uh, this is The Drive. We're going to take a break. When we come back, it's time for the Fantasy Football Focus. We'll do that right after this. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Ollie here with Matt Williamson. It's time for the Fantasy Football Focus, and uh, we'll take a look at this week's uh, leaderboard uh, coming out of the, the Sunday games. And uh, if you had Aaron Rodgers this week, you're pretty happy. Not so shabby. Yeah, the 293 touchdowns, uh, also rushed six times for 13 yards and a touchdown. Pretty strong. He's Every week. Every week. Yeah. To me, as much as Mahomes... I thought Mahomes kind of took a little bit of a stumble yesterday, if you're talking about the MVP race. He had two interceptions in the first quarter and another one later on, too. Like, if they were playing somebody better, somebody with a better offense, they, yeah. might, they might lose that game. No, they might have. You're 100% right. I mean, Mahomes is amazing. 
Um, but that's selling Rodgers a little short. I mean, Rodgers had one bad game all year against yeah. the Bucks in their building, and everyone else has been a game just like this one that you're describing. He was 26 of 33 in that game. He never turns the ball over. Yeah. ball rarely hits the ground. I'm sorry, but he's only got one receiver, too. Yeah, and I mean, that, that's it. The other guys are just guys. Right. I mean, I love Mahomes, but Rodgers in Kansas City's offense would do pretty well. He would do okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He would be all right. They would, yep. yeah. Uh, the second leading scoring quarterback this week. Do you know who it was? No. Drew Locke. Hmm. 21 of 27, 280 yards, four touchdown passes yeah. for Drew Locke, six carries for four yards. Um, had a really solid game he against Carolina. Well, yeah. It wasn't just, you know, Bortles garbage time because he does a lot of that. Yeah. I mean, I'm open to the idea that he's turning a little bit of a corner. He's got some and, weapons. Yeah. And, Hamler you know, made two big plays. Uh, they're okay. You know, I mean, I think Denver's got some potential. I'm not the biggest lock supporter, but he's going to be in the mix next year. Oh, there's, yeah, yeah. there's, yeah, there's no doubt. And he could be that guy next year who, mm-hmm. you know, now that you've got a, f- a full season of watching him play, you're like, okay, if I take him as my number two upside guy, mm-hmm. um, you, oh, he's you may good hit. for fantasy. Yeah. Because he right. runs and he's aggressive thrower, too, and they have weapons. Uh, Tua wow. against that, uh, against that, Kansas City defense, uh, three six team, two touchdowns. He did have an interception. Also ran six times for twenty four yards in a score. I, I, we mentioned it. I thought he passed a test. That I think Kansas City's defense is a problem. Is questionable. Yeah, it, it really it's is. a problem because um, Gasecki was got hurt late in the game, and they Parker don't have was out. Else. I mean, they. they I were, thought Tua played well. I yeah. mean, that's not. Why I say he checked the boxes because he's always been a manager, a yeah. distributor, and hey, can you bring us back? Well, he sort of showed he could. You know, that was yeah. a step in the right direction. You know, you you kind of saw that. You know, they, late in that game, um, Kansas City went for what was it, fourth and two or fourth and three, hmm. uh, with just over two minutes left. Yeah, yeah. Um, Andy Reid did not want to punt the ball back to them. No, right. He doesn't tr- trust his yeah. defense. They could have punted much, the right. they could have punted the ball and pinned them down inside the ten or something like that. Up a, tu- up no a touchdown. Weapons, right. Yeah, you know, um, he didn't want to do it. If the Chiefs lose or when the Chiefs lose, it's going to be one of those whoever has the ball last situations, mm-hmm. and they don't have the ball last. They and always they don't seem have, to have the ball yeah, last, right? But, you know, but it, it, they could they could lose to any team in the playoffs in those one of those type of games. Um, Russell Wilson back at it again this week. Uh, they played the Jets. Geno Smith came in in the third in quarter. In the third quarter. <laughs> and Russell Wilson was still the fourth leading scorer this week. Yeah. He okay. was 21-27, uh, to 27, only threw for 206 yards, but four touchdown four passes. Touchdowns and that game was over in the second quarter. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mitchell Trubisky. Is he in the same like lock conversation? Two sixty-seven, three touchdown passes, ran four times for twenty-three yards. Yeah, I, I mean, smartly it was all Allen Robinson and yeah. Montgomery. Like, let's put the ball in the hands of the guys that are. And doing Montgomery something. only had like twelve catches or twelve carries in that game, but they were all effective ones. They were all Houston's defense. The, Houston's defense. The is thing so here is the thing: right. is Houston's defense is bad. It really That's the is. thing to take away from that. One thing I take away just from the league in general, like we've often talked about the three awful teams: Jacksonville, Jets, and Bengals. I think the Panthers and Texans are the next they're there. Yeah. They're they're worse than Dallas. I mean, they're really bad. Yeah, there's nothing they can hang no. their hats on at this point. But Trubisky's making some money. And Deshaun Watson got hurt. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. Finally, I mean, right. yeah, defense just... is bad. But give Trubisky credit. He wouldn't have done this again. You know, this is better than he's been. Yeah, no, he, he's, he's, he's a free agent after the year. He's gonna make some money. He could make some money. Uh, Derek Carr. 316, two touchdown passes, two interceptions. Uh, did rush for a touchdown, three carries for 12 yards. 
against Indianapolis. So he, mm. he didn't stand out to me having a big game. But yeah, Xavier Rhodes got hurt in that game too. Oh, did he? Yeah. So that's, that's something to Steelers something to keep an eye on to see if he gets back. Uh, Mahomes uh, three ninety three, but just two touchdown passes and three interceptions. Uh, had five carries for nine yards. So not a huge. No. Um, I mean, he always game. throws for 300-plus, which is amazing. But, yeah, it wasn't jaw-dropping. He had the same amount of points as Taysom Hill. Really? Who's a better fantasy player quarterback than he is in reality. Yeah, so him and Hurts are both in yeah. that mold. And Hurts was right there after I him. Hurts yeah. threw for 167 in the touchdown and had 18 carries for 106 yards. That can't, that, that can't keep up in the end. No. I'm a little disappointed that the Saints allowed that to happen. I mean, a right. new guy. You had to know that that's what they were right. going to do. I mean, at least they used Sanders better. I mean, I give the Eagles credit for that. But, I mean, after one game of watching Hurts, I would imagine every defense is not going to let him run a right. lot. That's, a, that's the only He's thing. He's not a Lamar like The Lamar. only way that I'll give the, the Saints a pass on that was they had literally no tape of Jalen Hurts in the NFL. Still, you, I mean, we all kind of know who he is. Right, yeah. <laughs> but you're right. Um, yeah, we're going to move on then to the uh, running backs, and this was a more interesting uh, week at that position. Um, Henry number one? Henry was number one, uh, yeah. 26 for 215, two touchdowns, two catches for seven yards as well. Uh, big game for him. Sure. Uh, Jonathan Taylor coming in 20 for Breaking 150. Out. 20 for 150 and two touchdowns against, against the Raiders. I know. I know. Uh, but two for 15 as well. But we actually saw had Akers a, on Thursday. I actually had a DFS lineup where I had both of those guys wow. in the lineup. Wow. Um, nice. My receiver's not so well. I ran on the edge of uh, of winning some money, though. So yeah, best of luck. Got the Ravens defense going tonight. Yeah, that could be all right. I need four points to, to get into the money. I wonder if Dobbins is next, though, in this rookie running back. Perhaps, perhaps. Maybe that's tonight. Yeah, Miles Sanders, 115 yards and two touchdowns, four catches for 21. Only 14 carries, though. I know. He's never. He's a little bit Kamara-ish. It's kind of fool's goal a little bit. I don't know if it's that. Because he's not as explosive as Kamara. No, he's not. But I just kept sitting there watching that game going, what's Carson Wentz saying? Like, why couldn't we use this <laughs> yeah. dude for the last 12 weeks? You know, I'm like, I need every help I can get. I'll yeah. dump it to the 18 Sanders touches and, seems pretty like a pretty good number uh, for him. Right. You know? He's their best offensive player. You know, can we use him? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we mentioned David Montgomery, uh, 113 yards on just 11 carries. Yet. I think he had, what, do you have an 80 yard run or something right like that? Right off the bat. Right yeah. off, yeah. I didn't watch the end of that game, but I assume they sat him because yeah, they were winning. They were winning by a right. huge. Yeah. Uh, three catches for 42 yards. So that's I mean, like three or four weeks in a row. 150 now. yards on f- 14 touches is mm-hmm. you know pretty solid. He really got a bad reputation that he probably didn't deserve early in his career. He had a couple small injuries, terrible offensive line. No quarterback. No quarterback. <laughs> I mean, so he's a fantasy asset for sure. He's a running back one. Yeah, this the tr- continuing the trend of running backs who did a lot with little. Mike Davis, 11 for 52, mm-hmm. two touchdowns, yeah, two touchdowns five right. catches for 42 yards. So, you know, 16 touches for 93 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, solid. Yeah, that's a that's a good week. It is. Cam Akers, we talked yeah, about him. Up, 29 yeah. for 171. Didn't score, though. That would have If he had scored a touchdown and put him in, in that top five. Yeah. Uh, but two catches for 23 yards. Uh, he had Austin Eckelar, 15 for 79 on the ground, 9 for 67 Catching the ball Nine didn't is score. Like low for him. The end of that game. Oh boy, was the Who most ridiculous. Yeah, more, right. It was the lose off. We're going to drive down the field. Those two teams and throw just, it and throw yeah. an interception. Oh wait, we're going to drive down the field it. and throw an interception. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then, then right. we're going to go back down the field and we're going to do it. There were three interceptions in the last four minutes. <laughs> and then before that, Anthony Lynn couldn't figure out how to get people on the field to kick field goals. And like, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope either one of those guys. I, I don't mean that's, that's, that's rough, but neither one of those guys will probably be back next year. I would think not. Uh, Dalvin Cook had 22 for 102 and a touchdown. Uh, two ca- uh, catches for eight yards. Is that against Tampa Bay's defense. Mm-hmm. People thought that would be a uh, a tough game for Dalvin Cook, and while the numbers weren't very Dalvin Cook, I mean, yeah, anybody else you're going, oh, that's a good game. Sure, sure. Dalvin Cook, you're going, ah, oh, that's okay. That's like two weeks in a row though, where it's been hasn't been easy. You know, he's not yeah. ripping people up, but the, the bar's so high. Yeah, I mean, I, take 102 yards any day of the yeah. week. Madison's also been out for the last two weeks, so yeah. his workload's been a little higher than it should be, probably. At the receiver position, it wasn't quite the uh, the big blow-ups that we've seen in recent weeks. Diggs was the leading scorer really? this week. 10 for 130 and a touchdown. Um, that's fine. That's, that's the high watermark, yeah. 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 Um, Travis Kelsey, 8 for 136 and 1 to lead I, the I tight ends. he's the fantasy MVP. He's pretty good. I mean, yeah. he's so much ahead of all the tight ends. Playing against him, you're, you lose every week you play against uh, Allen Robinson, 9 for 123 and a touchdown. Yeah, that was good to see. Uh, Devontae Adams, 7 for 115 and a touchdown. Again, that, that's for Devontae Adams, you look at that and you go, eh. It's kind of like Cook. Yeah. Like, eh, I was hoping for a little it's more. A, I mean, anybody else, you'd say, oh, that's a, that's a good week. That's a really good week, right. For, for those guys, it's like you're, you're expecting multiple touchdowns mm-hmm. and, you know, 150 yards. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, you, you, can you win if you just get that average game from just those guys? Yeah, the third receiver in the league for the week. Not too bad. Uh, Calvin Ridley, 8 for 124 and a touchdown. He left for a, a short stretch, yeah. too, but there no Julio. Ridley's a stud. Tyreek Hill, 3 for 79 and a touchdown, but he also had a rushing, 32-yard rushing touchdown. Yeah. If you don't get that rushing touchdown, you're like, 3 for 79 and a touchdown, and a Tyreek is like, ugh. Yeah, it's not so great. Yeah. He's been skyrocketing. On seven targets, too, though. So, yeah, I mean, they... Yeah. Miami's defense did a nice job with him. In this. They did. It's a good defense. Yeah. I mean, you can... Kind of talk about how you're not afraid of their offense and you'd like to play them in the playoffs, but their defense causes problems. It's, yeah, it's yeah. legit. Uh, T.Y. Hilton again with another big game, five for 86 and two touchdowns. He looks like a different guy. Yeah, I mean he's like the old. He must have introduced himself to Philip Rivers or somebody like something. But he's running a lot better. I mean he's found new life. Yeah, so if he's, I would trust him going yeah. forward for fantasy. Yeah, he's been legit. Uh, A.J. Brown, 7 for 112 and a touchdown, and he didn't play in the second half of that game. No, he had a one-handed touchdown yeah. catch, too. He's a superstar. Gesicki, 5 that for 65 and two touchdowns. No, it did not. It looked no. like a, a shoulder. Right. Uh, just when he was starting to kind of you know, come into his own. And, yeah. yeah, top five type tight end. He's had a breakout year. It's just but, the, t- the tight end position yeah, it's hard. In, in, a, in a nutshell. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, again, is almost the same argument that you have with the other guys. Nine for 136, and no touchdowns. You're going, eh. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On 11 targets, by the way. 11 targets, catches yeah. nine of them for over, well over 100 yards. What do we think of this guy? K.J. Hamler, two for 86 and two touchdowns. Only three targets. Yeah, Don't yeah. get fired up Don't over K.J. Well, Hamler. Right. Yes, he had a big week, but he's still not getting the, the kind of targets that you yeah. need. Fant went out early. He gets a lot of targets. I don't know what his status is. I guess Judy's the one, but Patrick's legit guy. Yeah, too. he's going to steal. He's right. gonna, he's probably the two, and and Hamler's kind of the sprinkle him in here and there and see he what happens. He has that again, the Sean Watt Jackson feel to him. You know where he gets loose, he's going to win you the week. But I can't start him. No, that, no. that's a complete. You wish dart. he's on your team. I mean, he's a valuable young guy. Yeah, complete okay. dart throw. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, sixteen targets. Ten catches for 119 yards. Debo Samuel got hurt on the first play of the game, and 
Ayuk's a big time player. Yeah, I 100 percent agree with. It. I mean, see what happens with Debo, but Ayuk's an every week starter. This is quite a few weeks in a row that he's been highly fantasy relevant. He's starting to almost rival Justin Jefferson in terms of. I mean, that's a little high praise. If but you look at his like the last six games he's yeah. played have just been ridiculous. Right. And it's all short stuff, and you know, takes makes people miss. But that's why they draft him. Yeah, they I mean, that's what he was there for. Nick Mullins is really bad in that game too. Yeah, right? he's oh, not good. No. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, we've talked about him five for one hundred and a touchdown on nine targets. I think we have to trust him now. Though, you got right? to. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he gets you know he'll have some lulls here and there, but mm-hmm. he's been pretty consistent. Keenan Allen did uh, not a great week for him. Nine for fifty two. But a touchdown yeah. kind of saved the day for him. Well, he always gets targets. Yeah, I mean, that's just uh, what he does. Russell Gage with uh, Julio Jones one. out. Yeah, threw a pass, uh, threw a touchdown pass. It was 5 for 82 on seven targets. I would imagine you don't rush, rush Julio back. No, so if, you know, if you're, you're looking for a guy, I mean, they got to throw the ball. That's what they do. Oh, they don't run the ball at all. Yeah, and is. somebody's got to catch a ball other than Ridley. Right. Yeah, so. Ryan threw three picks, and just they're throwing all the time. So for fantasy, grab Gage. Yeah. yeah. We talked about this guy last week, and of course he goes out and has his probably his best game of the season. That would be Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Mm, yeah, six for 85 and a touchdown on six targets. He actually caught all six of his targets. He's hard to trust. It's hard to trust, but six targets is... Six targets is legit. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm open to the idea of using him. How about this guy? And, and he did a lot of his damage after the quarterback change, but Keelan Cole, uh, seven for 67 and a touchdown, 12 mm. targets. Uh, again, much of that after, after, after Minshew, Minshew came, came in. I Minshew's, didn't realize that. Minshew's the guy now moving, you know, He's last definitely their best quarterback. Yeah. I mean, uh, could Chark be – I don't want to talk. Chark lives in my doghouse this year. <laughs> <laughs> he says <laughs> – I can't But he kept going to Cole. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's something to keep an eye on. I think it's interesting that just Minshew's in, that they could be better. And Glennon wasn't even horrible. No, he was a, fine. But Cole's a guy I never give credit than for. Luton. Every time you bring him up, I yeah. brush him off. But he's had a pretty good year. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, if you were – Hoping for a huge game out of DK Metcalf against the Jets, that didn't happen. Six no. for sixty-one in the touchdown, just eight targets. Again, those guys were all out of the game by the middle of the third quarter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you of course, you just start him again. But yeah, you were hoping to blow up, and he didn't. Didn't happen. Um, yeah. So tight ends were included in that, huh? I mean, is Kelsey that was, the only tight that end a, that they didn't. Uh, have? Well, we had uh, Gasecki. Oh yeah, Gasecki. Was did it? Have a nice but it was game. not a great. No, again, not, not a, great a not game. a big receiver week overall. No, it really not a lot isn't. Of, not a lot of big passing yards. Weather starting to become a factor. Mm-hmm. You um, know what else it was not? It was a not a very good kicker week across. No, the it was not. <laughs> no, a lot of missed. I think I think the kicker's got to. Get rid of the kickers in oh, fantasy, fantasy football. Yeah, right. This is not the, the reason kickers were put in fantasy football originally was because most leagues were touchdowns. It was they were scoring leagues. That was the only way you could score. Right? Yeah, you yeah. get okay. So you play this guy. You're you're going by touchdowns scored. You maybe get a bonus for a hundred yards. Yeah, yeah. And we got to have some kickers in there because we need points. It's the Stone Ages, folks. Yeah, right. Get right. rid of the kickers. It's just that's a dart shot. That's a dart throw. Completely. Add something that has add a flex to. You it. can have the best right. kicker in the league. Like if you had Seattle's kicker mm-hmm. on on Sunday, you're like, oh, I got my kicker's going against Seattle. Well, all the or against the Jets, all they did was kick extra points. Yeah. No, you're right. Doesn't yeah. do you any good. But there was a lot of missed kicks around the league this year, too, this yeah. week. So, I brought it up just because there might be people that have Dan Bailey and he gets cut on tomorrow or something. I mean, <laughs> like, there could be some changes around the league. A lot of misses. Changes. That's yeah. one thing you can count on at the kicker position. Yeah. He, but is, he should not have him in fantasy. No, it's, it's ridiculous. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. 
You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, we mentioned that the Steelers placed uh, Matt Filer on the injured res- or the reserve yeah. injured list. That means he's going to be on there at least uh, for three games or three weeks. Uh, he has that pectoral injury. Uh, they didn't make a move with with uh, Kevin Dotson. Tells me that they think he might be back a little bit sooner. So probably Filer's a little more severe. Uh, they activated Cassius Marsh, who they signed. Off of the, the, uh, the Colts, edge yeah, guy, yeah. They signed him off the Colts uh, practice squad last week, and the injuries that are happening to the Steelers seem to be continually happening at the same positions. That's the problem. That's the problem. That's so you're, problem. you know, you could, you, you know, you're kind of like putting your finger in the die. Okay, got a leak here, mm-hmm. and then it springs a leak right below it. Well, I got to put my thumb in there, and you <laughs> right. know, before too long, your your hands all stretched out, and you don't have enough you fingers know, to get them. inside linebackers or guards. Yeah. All of a sudden, yeah, I mean. So, do you think it's safe to say that Dotson probably doesn't play this week? I, I'm, Who I'm knows, not. Yeah, we don't. I mean, we just right. all know at this point uh, they do have the extra day there. Maybe mm-hmm. it was just a strain, but they didn't. You know, they immediately declared him out. Yeah, it sounded like. It and was. they may have just been being. Hey, no, wait. We we're, we know Filer's bad. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna go. <laughs> we're not gonna have you strain this worse. Yeah, and have we, no guards the rest of the yeah, year. Yeah, we don't want to make this thing worse than it already okay. is. I mean, I know you don't know this, but at least I'm holding out some hope that Hi- that Filer could be back for the playoffs. There's a potential for at that. At least yeah. there's a chance for it. Yeah. I mean, if it's a torn peck, it won't be. But right. if it's a bad strain, he could be. Um, I guess the fact that Dotson didn't go on the list is very promising, and we're 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 going to fall guilty of this all week. But I'm going to take the the Bengals lightly, and if Haas is my guard or Gray or whoever, I can live with it for a week, especially my other four are out there. Um, but not going forward. No, no. <laughs> you, you, know you, you need to, you know, when you you go out to play the uh, the Colts, uh, yeah. you don't want to have. Um, you or know, the Browns game's a big deal. Haas and are lining up opposite uh, Buckner. That's, no, that's, that's, that's mean, not a good. Ideally, I don't want him on the field ever again. <laughs> <laughs> good story, great. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think he's got his letter to... this year, and I'll just you yeah, know. right. They ne- might need to kick some tires on some veterans and see what's out there uh, potentially. And the, the, the first thing that people immediately mention is, well, can they sign Stefan Wisniewski off the, mm-hmm. the Chiefs practice squad? Maybe. Maybe. But remember, this year you can put guys on that on, on the practice squad and you can protect five each week. And I don't think we have that information. Yeah. I mean, and but, that comes out, I believe teams release their protected lists on, on Mondays. Okay. Um is that how that goes? That's week to week. It like, goes so week I might to be week. One week not if, the next. if I'm the Chiefs, I'm not. I'm going to protect Wisniewski. I would imagine. I'm not going to say, "Oh yeah, we'll, we'll let you go." You know, resign with the Steelers and put mm-hmm. them, put you in the starting. I'm not going to do that. Sure. I mean, they, they know the team that would be interested in. Them, Absolutely. You know. Yeah. Um, you also had a good point too. Like when the Steelers moved on from him, was he 100 percent healthy? Um, is he healthy now? You know, or are they just stashing him for the playoffs? If right. They need they, him? Just, like, just, you know, play? just in we case. Don't know. You know, right. Right. I mean, the Steelers have a much better idea than us, of course, but that would be great. I mean, if you could get that guy and he's healthy, he would help you a lot of places. And 
I bet they regret moving on from him. You know, the logic for moving on from correct me if I'm wrong was Dotson moved past him. So if a guard got hurt, Dotson was because he was impressive, not that Wiz was bad. Right, was going to be your backup, your third guard. Yeah. So only one guy could get hurt, or a series of guys like this case. Yeah. For Wiz to get in there, and then you save some cap space for next year. He also, I also don't know how healthy he was. Mm-hmm. You know, when they when they brought him back, he was ready. He was ready to start practicing again. Well, then he worked. He worked on the side for three straight weeks. Oh wow, yeah. And it's like okay, well, he never really got back never really in. Got in the. So they either had to they either had to cut him, or they had to put him on IR for the rest of the year. At which point, but it's kind of the same thing. Almost. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay. So yeah, that's kind of a bind. I didn't. So if he wasn't completely healthy yet at that point, you're like, okay, we, we can't we can't activate you because mm-hmm. we're going to be cutting somebody else that we may need. Right. We're playing a, a roster spot short. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'm, who knows if he's even an option from the Chiefs, like you said. Right. And uh, you've you've mentioned some guys like Earl Warford and Justin. Yeah, Bray, Larry. And, I'm just looking Larry here Warford, at the yeah. looking here at the list of guys available. Uh, Larry Warford is probably the most. Mm-hmm. Name, big name guy. You also mentioned his conditioning, and he's not exactly the. That's the thing. He's been sitting out. This dude around. Yeah, he's been sitting out all year. I I know people immediately say, "Well, why don't they go resign Ramon Foster?" That's not happening either. (laughs) Ramon has no interest in playing. Better gig now. He's got yeah. Well, he's not getting beat up every week. (laughs) Right. Again, if you know, if it's a, if it's a a safety or a linebacker, there's some expectation there that those guys are going to be off, you know, working and, and doing the things they need to do. Offensive linemen get pretty big pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, right, if you're, right. a, you know, you were Especially already if you're like Ramon and officially retired. Like he isn't, he's not going to the gym anymore. I don't right. know if he is or not, but I wouldn't. I mean, no, he's not working like he was to get ready for a season. No, right. You, you know, might get on a treadmill here and there to lose a pound. Now Warford like got else, cut uh, by. Well, who had him? New Orleans. New Orleans. And they cut him at the start of training camp. Well, they drafted Ruiz in the first round. And Warford was making big money, and they just—it was kind of a double yeah. whammy with that first-round pick. Get younger, save cap space. I was kind of shocked he didn't get picked up, though. Yeah, it makes you wonder how much he wanted to play. Yeah, was, right. was he? He was like, oh, "No, I'm good. I got enough money. Well, I don't want to have to big, deal. I don't want to deal with this COVID stuff." Mm-hmm. Um, Very well could be true. I mean, yeah. a lot of those heavier guys too. They opted super out. Excited about yeah. playing football. They were year. opting out. Um, so and even he, if you signed him, when's the first he could even? Well, Any he, of these guys. He wouldn't play against the Bengals. No. Because you need to get him through. So it's, it's, Would he play against the Colts? I mean, if he knows everything and everything goes perfectly maybe. well. Maybe. Like if they sign yeah. him tomorrow. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, you might get one regular season game out of Yeah. Him. Yeah. And, that, again, he's not. And if Dotson's he, ready by then anyway. He's not in game shape. I mean, sure. that's the that's the <laughs> sure. problem. So you, you almost have to look to, to somebody squad. else's practice squad, and there's not going to be anybody sitting there in a practice squad. You're going to go, ooh, yeah, I'm excited to get that guy. Probably not, but it is a good time to snag one. At yeah. least they've been playing football. That's the thing. You, yeah. you don't want to pull some you know big guard off a couch and, mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, we're getting, would you like to sign and maybe potentially play for us in two weeks?" <laughs> no, no. Yeah, <laughs> I'd really rather him. not. Right. Yeah. I'm not in any kind of shape to you know. I haven't trained for this. I, right. He's all top heavy and yeah. sloppy and yeah. I really don't need to go get hurt again. What about Gray? What are your thoughts on Gray? Touch of gray. Big, strong, powerful guy. Mm-hmm. Um, they played him some at tackle. He can also play some guard. Um, Would you play him over Haas, potentially? I think he gives you more 
He's going to move bodies more. Yeah, I mean, I think he gives you a bigger body in there. I think yeah. it would depend on the matchup. Again, if it if Haas if it looks weird at guard, if you're going up, yeah, he's yeah, <laughs> he's he's small for center. Yeah, he looks like a, somebody's high school center. Right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I well, here's the thing too, they don't like to play their backup center. While the next, right. to, you certainly don't want to play your backup center next to your starting center. Because right. one leg whip and all of a sudden you're down to no centers because Filer's a number three guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you advance McDonald's or center before you know it. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, is it a chance that Gray gets a start? I think there's a, a strong chance okay. that that could happen. And the more yeah. I think about it, and Haas is definitely going to get a hat. Right, he's going to he'll be he's active and he would play if you if you really needed him to. But mm-hmm. I think he'd get Gray ready to go for this week. Yeah, it's not so bad, I guess. I'd like to see what he could do. Yeah, you know. So and he's a little bit more of a mauler, a little bit more of a run blocker. Um, we'll see. I mean, some of the other guys out there, Cordy Glenn. Um, yeah. These are a some, lot of guys that are a lot of money in the bank, too. Yeah. Like, are they going to want to play? super excited to come back for um, one, two, three weeks. Right. Yeah, maybe, you know, and, actually, and a playoff check. You know? Yeah, you get a playoff check out of it. Maybe get a ring out of it. Who knows? Uh, Jake Rogers. Uh, yeah, bad. You mentioned Chris Long or Chris, yeah. What's his face, Long? The other Long, the other, yeah. Um, but just not a lot out there right no, now. No, there's always an O line shortage. Uh, I mean, yeah, if these guys were any good, they would be on somebody's roster. If when you look around the league and you go, look at all these in, you know, right? Or they're turning down offers like a. That's Wolfer, the you know, that's right? the other thing. You know, when people were talking about, bank, you know, hey, let's go sign Clay Matthews. Well, he might not want to play. Denver tried to sign Clay Matthews at the start of the season. He had no, you know, he said no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he said people have called him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not familiar enough with the the practice squads around the league, but there's a lot of guards on practice squads right now. Oh, and absolutely! On top yeah. of every one of them. I mean, it would take a while to get that guy acclimated, especially if he's young. Well, anybody you sign from outside the organization, yeah. you're not going to be able to do anything with them until the end of the week, anyway. So, yeah, you would hope maybe even Dotson is back by the time that person gets acclimated. Right. That's I think is the That's hope, the and hope, we'll, yeah. we'll find out more about that tomorrow uh, from Mike Tomlin, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So uh, interesting. It's going to be uh, certainly uh, again the the shuffle that has gone on here in recent weeks has been. Yeah. Non-stop, seemingly. What do you think? I know these are off, awful questions for you, too, but COVID and concussions with Vince and Hayden. Uh, Hayden put on Instagram today that he expects to play uh, this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Vince Williams put out some conflicting things yesterday. First said that, you know, he felt like he his lungs felt like he'd been smoking, you know, two packs a day. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. And then later in the day, he's nah, I'm feel- different, right? Yeah, later in the day, he's like, ah, I'm feeling good. Okay. So... You know, I thought Williamson played pretty well. Yeah, I thought he, you know, he yeah. was he was active and on a field. I thought he had a lot of tackles, but there yeah. were times he, you know, he was okay. If, if if you have him next to Vince Williams, and I think they they get more active. I mean, that wouldn't be so bad. No, no I mean, especially with, with who you're playing here the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if that's your starting duo against Indianapolis and, and Cleveland, they're running teams, right? I'm yeah. fine with that. Absolutely. No, those two they're are not going to pick you apart. Two downhill thumpers. I thought Ulysses Gilbert got his feet wet yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I want to see more of him mm-hmm. on the field, maybe on some passing downs. I don't want to see much more of Marcus Allen. That's kind of what I'm getting at too. Is yeah. like let's let's get him out of the equation would be ideal. Not a linebacker. Not a linebacker. I mean, I'm not sure what he is in yeah. good riddance. I mean, that's okay. Um, you would hope Gilbert can be your Allen like as soon as this week possibly. Yeah. You know, and kind of now that he's got his feet equation, under a little bit. Yeah. And mix those guys around. 
I'm glad they traded for Williamson, though. I mean, yeah. they'd be in a lot of trouble without him. Oh, they'd be in dire straits. Be, yeah, to, yeah. To big, take big take into our lead-in uh, song there. But yeah, nice, nicely done. You like that? Yeah, there you go. Uh, anyways, he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. We'll be back to finish up the show right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson, and uh, I'm looking here, Matt, at uh, Dan Graziano's uh, overreactions. Okay, yeah, he does uh, every Monday for the weekend. Of, uh, and his first one is that Jalen Hurts was clearly not an overreaction by the Eagles because they oh, won I the don't game. Know about that, <laughs> I thought he showed some good poise. The game didn't look too big for him. I always think that of a, of a quarterback's first start. You know, are you swimming? Are you really frenetic? I thought he showed some calmness. But he's not a good passer. No. I mean, he's a good runner that had some big lanes that the Saints should not have allowed for, and I don't think the future opponents will. But he doesn't throw the ball very well. Yeah. I mean, Tua beat him out legitimately at Alabama. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was a liability for the Crimson Tide. Yeah. And then you look at, like, Mayfield and Murray, and I like Murray, but playing that Oklahoma offense is really advantageous. And he's thrown to CeeDee Lamb. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> against bad corners yeah. and all his space. I mean, I'm not saying he's a bust or anything, but it's just such a so easy. It's such an easy narrative. Well, the quarterback's out. Wentz was all the problem. He's terrible. He, you know, yeah. get him out of there. Again, we're, we're they never finally again. gave the, the New Orleans had not allowed a hundred yard rusher in 55 games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. And they gave up two. They gave up two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Saints D didn't play very well. It didn't play they well did at all. Well, right? um, and he caused them some problems. That does True. not mean that he's going to continue to do that moving forward. I have my real doubts about him. I mean, people were all uh, a Twitter about the guy. Maybe they will win the division. It's possibility. I think they're the most talented team in the division. And But, man, I don't think he's the answer all of a sudden. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. And I, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's much like the Taysom Hill stuff. Well, he had a good game against Atlanta. And yeah. he's had two good games against Atlanta and two bad games against else, teams right? not named Atlanta. Yeah, against decent defenses and – and it will be important to get some some tape on Hurts too. Yeah, you know. His second one, Travis Kelsey should be the offensive player of the year. I think he's the fantasy player of the year. Yeah, I don't know if that makes him the offensive player of the year. Who would you give it to? Quarterbacks aside, like I think quarterbacks shouldn't be allowed to win that. I think it, I honestly, to me, Henry. It, it's either Henry or or uh, Cook. Cook. Yeah, Kamara was in it. He's kind of falling off. There's not a receiver. Devontae Adams is okay. He's on the – yeah, he's yeah. in the ra- – I mean, He missed a little time, too. Yeah. There's not a slam dunk. There's not a McCaffrey from last year. No, I mean, if, if Diggs – Diggs is in the Diggs got 100 catches right now. Right. Here's his problem. He's only got five touchdowns. Yeah. So, you know, you do have to score some touchdowns. That is the, the name of the game. You know, it'd be like, you know, 
I, Julio Jones has had some awesome years. Sure. But he's never really been in this conversation, truly in the conversation, because every year he finished with a five touchdown pass. Yeah, like Andre Johnson was that guy. Yeah. You know. uh, I, I could make an argument for Kelsey. I could be his lawyer on this one and put something together that would be somewhat convincing. I'm a big believer that those – I said this before the season, that I thought Kittle is the best offensive player in the league that's not a quarterback. For the, And I used to th- say the same thing about Gronk. Kelsey doesn't block like those guys. I mean, he's a big receiver, but they're so hard to defend. Yeah. I and mean, there's no answer. Who, who do you match up on Kelsey? It's a problem. It's a problem. It's a problem. I, I, mean, don't I know think th- he's on pace to have the most tight end yards ever. Yeah. yeah. But it's tight ends. It's he's, tight not, end, right. he's not a blocker. No, he's not a blocker. Right? Yeah. So like, he's a Gronk big, was a much better player. He's a big wide receiver. That's what you have receiver. to look at him as. And so, right. you know, again, I, I compare his numbers to wide receivers, not necessarily tight ends. Nice, you're saying. Um, the Buccaneers will be the scariest team to play in the NFC playoffs. I don't know about that. Yeah, he says that's that's an overreaction, according oh, to Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. That's his... I'm not sure who is, though. Like, Green Bay and Seattle are big-time quarterbacks, yeah. which is going to be... Makes you scary. Yeah. I would have said the Saints, but their quarterback situation is not going on so great, so, yeah. and they just lost, and Tampa wasn't super impressive. No. No, they get a they get a season. gift at the end of the first half on the. They missed three field goals and an extra point too. Yeah, that yeah. was helpful. You know, um, that was the first I saw somebody tweeted out. They got a a pass interference penalty on a hail mary. That at, never happened at the end of the first half. That was the first time since like 2012. Really, that, that had been called. Hmm. It never gets called. Who's the best team in the NFC? I I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. I don't know. I mean, if Wilson or Rogers could take over, any might be game, the Rams. It is the Rams. Yeah, I think it's the Rams. Yeah, but you know they've Goff's my least favorite quarterback. I mentioned. <laughs> yeah, you know I, mean, I mean right? they've got they've got warts. Oh yeah, I mean if it's a Wilson or Rogers shootout with Goff, first one to forty wins probably won't be the Rams. Yeah, this one I, I, I this has got to be an overreaction by him. But Chase Young belongs in the Defensive Player of the Year conversation. No, no, he's missed too many games. I think he'll win it in his or life. Actually, he missed one game, but he, mm-hmm. it just. He doesn't have no. He hasn't taken over games like he was awesome this past week, and I think he he won the defensive rookie of the year this week. Yes, and it was his award to lose. But Chin and some of these other guys have been good, you know. Um, but I think Young will win the defensive MVP. He has that kind of talent, yeah. yeah and we knew that coming out. I thought wow. he was. I thought he was the best player in the draft. Yeah, I and mean, he's a no-brainer, you know, top type pick. So yeah, he's a superstar. Mitchell Trubisky will be a starting quarterback in 2021. Ooh. I don't think. You can get to 32 pretty quick <laughs> when you start including Lawrence and Fields. All the guys that were drafted this year or last, you know, like two is going to start, you know, like, and the guys that don't we, retire. We saw, though, this past season with the, the quarterback musical chairs that mm-hmm. took place. Cam was the Cam Newton was the guy who got left out. Right. Um, I mean, Cam could get left out again. He could get left out again. Jameis Winston got left out. I think he gets left out again. Yeah. But do you think who who falls off? You know, like Darnold probably won't be a starter. What if what, what if these last these last three games all of a sudden Trubisky is like he plays like he did this past week? Does Chicago say, "Oh, hey, we gotta we can't move on from this guy"? It's possible. I could see that. No, happening. I think it's possible. I could see that happening. See, I think he might be. Uh, Let's bring him in to compete with Drew Locke guy, you know, or 
we were inter- thought about trading for Sam Darnold. Let's sign Trubisky instead. Like the if, Nick, the Nick Foles experiment is done. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if I'm Chicago, I'm like, okay, Mitch, what you know, we're going to bring you back this year and um, sign Jameis or whatever. So we're going to we're going to draft some you know or something right, right, something right. else. But you're you know you're probably going to be the starter, but maybe you have to compete. For, I don't know. If, you know. He's maybe, not, maybe. If I'm Mitch Trubisky, I'm looking at this going, I, do I want to go somewhere else and learn a whole new offense and not be guaranteed a starting sure. job? Like, they're not going to franchise him. Right. But. Maybe they have to. No. I bet he's in a quarterback competition. Yeah. You know, like we even mentioned, I bring him here and sit behind Ben for a year. He might be able to do better than that now. Yeah. You know, he might have an offer where he can at least compete. But, I, I you know, if I'm Chicago, you're, if you're in a tough spot now. You got nothing. Yeah. Right, right. You got to do something at the. You can't go you in. You might and overpay him, right? And then you're really in a buy. You might. You, you might. You might be in a situation in Jacksonville was with with Blake Bortles. Yeah. Where he took. Oh, he, he took us to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they give him a big paycheck, and yeah. You're right. Or you see him walk, and he goes somewhere and is good. And yeah. you know the, the what's going to happen with Carson Wentz? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's some other situations around the league where you look. Okay, you know. Right. But you can get to 32 pretty quick. Like who's Washington starter going to be? Not, not Alex Haskins. Smith. It's not Alex I don't Smith. I think it's Alex Smith. But like the rest of the division probably has theirs. I, you know, Dak's going to start somewhere. Yeah. I mean, is Teddy a starter? Like I, think I might do that if I'm Carolina. Like, I don't think so. I can't get the, my my first. I can't get an early pick. I'll bring in Mitch and have him and Teddy battle it out. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Let him bring him back to mm-hmm. Carolina and see. You know. Get yeah. some fans in the state. Yeah, right, right. I didn't even think of that angle, but right, it's home for him. He'd probably do it. He might and, beat up. And then you got the, you know, what's going on with Stafford? What's going on with Matt Ryan? Rivers. You know, does does Breeze retire? Are yeah. they, they they just going to hand it over to Taysom Hill after this year? Tampa better add somebody. Yeah, I mean somebody that's young. No, you're you're true. I mean it's true, and that's why I think a guy like Daniel Jones is going to be the t- starter. I mean he'd have to really fall apart. I mean, he's going to be one of the 32. But you can add 32 up pretty quick. I guess. I mean, I'm just including rookies. I'm not going to be ex- as excited about some of those 32 as I No. Maybe. Like, well, I mean, Dalton's a free agent. No. I'm not excited about him at all. But I'm going to count Burrow as one of the starters. Yeah. You know, I mean. Cincinnati's going to have to sign. Cincinnati has to get Burrow a backup. Yes. A veteran that's been around the block. Yeah. Yeah, because he may not be ready. But if you count – there's going to be at least four drafted in the first round, maybe five. And I'm going to count all those as starters eventually, maybe not opening day. That's why I think you get to 32 pretty quick. Yeah. A guy like Winston doesn't get Doesn't it. mean you've solved your quarterback issue. No, right? not one bit. You know, That's right. going to be a fun year for quarterbacks. There's yeah. also going to be a lot of coaching changes. You know, what's the line? Maybe the new staff doesn't want anything to do with Stafford, you know, or, you know, things like that. Yeah. You think Darnold's a starter next year? I do not. I don't either. I think he's a compete with Drew Locke. He needs to go somewhere where he can kind of reinvent himself. Yeah. yeah I'm sure there's people around here that say, come here and do it. But that's an expensive quarterback room. He's not right. going to do it for you know, a million a year. Well, he's still on his rookie deal. So unless for they one get, more year. Yeah. Right, right. So unless they cut him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now you're going to cut him. Somebody will give him a pick. Right. Yeah. And if you do that, then you you know you got to pick up the 50-year option if you're going to make the trade for him. Or That's the problem with the one. Right, right, yeah. right, right. And that's when it gets expensive. Or you got to sign him. Or you got to sign him. And, right, and right. you know, do you know what you have there? Or do you like him enough based mm-hmm. on what you saw maybe in four preseason games? Yeah. He's interesting, know. though. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I was asked again today, do I, you know, do you think that uh, 
because I wrote something. I said, uh, you know, I don't think that the Steelers' future quarterback of the future is in their sure, sure. organization right now. Does that mean you've given up on on, on Mason Rudolph? No. But, Does not mean that he's a bust? Or, yeah. I mean, he, he's going to still be a football player. I mean, right. he's going to be a quarterback somewhere. Doesn't but he's going to start the next 100 games. No, I, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I think given everything that I've seen um, and, and you see where the league is going, uh, you need a better athlete at that position. I think so, too. And that's that's my big Haskins beef is we've had this conversation, too. Like, well, why don't they give up a six-round pick for Haskins? In general, I'm all for – Bring in Paxton Lynch and reclamation projects and dudes that were high picks. But I don't want my successor or the style of the position to be a heavy footed guy. You know, right. Like, yeah, if you have, have your rely. pick you have your pick on how you want to rebuild that, mm-hmm. you want a young Ben Roethlisberger, not what like Ben looked Allen. like when he was thirty five. Yeah, right, right, exactly. <laughs> and then you gotta invest heavy in linemen that can pass block. I mean, like there's a trickle down effect too. Like you put Haskins behind an average offensive yeah. line, he's going to get hit a ton. Now, if it's, you know, we're going to give you Dan Marino at his, at his prime. Well, okay, well, that's special. a little different. Yeah, yeah it'd be special. But you got to be a pretty special thrower now, and I don't think Haskins is. You know, like, Darnold can move. Wentz can move. You know, like, I haven't written the book on them. I've written the book on Haskins more than those guys. Yeah, I mean, that was written before he came into the league. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and, and I think Rudolph is a slightly better athlete than Haskins. <laughs> Probably. In terms of his movements, but but he's not an improv guy. No, when the first read isn't there, he goes to the second read, and that's not there. He's not going to do much. Yeah, yeah, he's not a second reaction player. Yeah, it's more Matt Ryan than it is. Mm-hmm. Anything, he's know. structured. He's a paint by numbers yeah. guy. Um, so you know, basically I, I, a long term backup for them. Oh, absolutely. Right, right. I mean, I, I think maybe not even here, but I mean, he could last a long time. Oh yeah, I mean, he, right. he, his eight start as much as people want to kill his his uh, his time last mm-hmm. year. They went five and three in his eight starts. Yeah, he hit a, a positive touchdown to, to interception ratio. Yeah, not easy. I to mean, do. you know, you, I've said this many times. Nick Mullins is starting games in the league right now. Oh yeah, there's been some bad quarterbacks. What does that t- What does that team do in the off season? They've They've been rumored for Stafford or Darnold or something like that too. And then, but Jimmy doesn't have has a no trace clause co- contract, which is interesting. You gonna take both those guys on, or do you convince them to tear that up? Jimmy making a whole lot of money. Jimmy making a whole lot of money. I wonder if Jimmy ends up back in New England. That's a possibility. That could, that yeah, I could see up. that. I could see that happening, and, and uh, Belichick wanting to uh, right that wrong mm-hmm. or slight Gets perceived wrong. And all that, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, if they, I've heard they really like Stafford, San Francisco. That'd uh, be an interesting. They could be a pretty good team with Stafford and Bosa and those guys back. Yeah, be interesting. Yeah, it should be interesting. It should be a fun off season, but we're not there yet. Not yet, yet. Right. We got three more weeks of regular season Just to get through. Because Steelers lost two in a row, we don't need to talk about off season. Absolutely yet. not. Sky's uh, falling around here. Yeah, um, we'll have plenty to talk about as the week goes on. Uh, as we get through this, of course, the Steelers now sitting at eleven and two. Not so shabby. Not so shabby. I think if we just, if we started the season, and said, yeah, the Steelers are going to be eleven and two after thirteen games. Yeah. You're going, oh, I'll take that. Yeah. Oh, oh this, hey, the Steelers might have a two game losing streak during the season. Ooh, you know, like, <laughs> it's not the end of the world. A little folks. bit of right, yeah, right, right. yeah. Just have a, a little bit of uh, hopefully this will get reality. Right. Yeah, we'll see here. They should uh, should be able to get the win this week, but uh, that's going to do it for our show today. So for my partner Matt Williamson, for Jacob Recht here on site, keeping us on the air. I'm Dale Lally. We want to thank you for listening to this edition of the Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. <laughs>